Hello, I'm Emma. I'm Antonella. And this is More Than Meets the Eye. And we're here to help you see the world through a more aesthetically pleasing lens. Yes, we are. <sighs> so, we're a podcast. And we, obviously, uh, you're listening to us as if we're a podcast, so it makes sense. Um, we talk about aesthetics, so we, like what goes into an aesthetic, which can be anything. It can be fashion, it can be music, it can be attitude, it can be philosophies, you know? Like, a lot mm-hmm. goes into an aesthetic. And I feel like we really try to look into everything. Yes, we cover all the bases. Yeah. Um, This week, we're actually doing an aesthetic. Sometimes we'll do, like... A specific album, a specific movie, but no. Today we are talking about steampunk. Do you have like a relationship with steampunk at all? I'm trying to think. Um, I don't like. It's not something you like ever wear or like incorporate, unless you're like literally cosplaying. Yeah, unless yeah. you have like some kind of costume or anything. But no, I've never like fully embraced a steampunk look in my life. Any, like, incorporation through, like, something you liked or, like... I'm trying to think. I have this very weird memory of, Uh like, Club Penguin having this, like, steampunk, like, themed, like, thing one time. And, like, all the penguins dressed up in the steampunk outfits. Like, I... This is, like, a very specific memory. Um, Yeah, that's a very specific memory. (laughs) That's what I remember about steampunk. Is it, like, a Club Penguin steampunk cult? I maybe okay. I I don't know, but I think I did always kind of have a fascination with like steampunk aesthetics yes. because like it's very like it's very nerdy like very mm-hmm. like and I think I was super into like like Hunger Games like all those like post apocalyptic mm-hmm. like come on dystopia like I was in that I was I was like twelve I was in all of that I loved yeah. it so like yeah it really happened at a good time for us too to be like kids but like verging into like. Our own yeah, people. Yeah, like young and like YA yeah. fiction. Like yeah. that that was where I was at. Um, so I think like a lot of like steampunk aesthetics are like within that a lot of times those like dystopian kind of stories which were super popular in like two thousand twelve for some reason. Um Yeah. That so, was we thought yeah. the world was gonna end, remember? So then it was like, here's all these stories about when the world doesn't end but it goes horribly wrong. Yeah. Um, which seems to be a fate no matter what. Mm-hmm. So um this Optimism. will be coming out after the election, which is so terrifying. That's crazy. So, just to hold on to, like, a piece of sanity, this is Emma and Antonella pre-United States election right. in 2020. I know. This is literally, like, you won't... We'll talk to you afterwards. Or yeah. maybe we won't. Maybe we won't just die. <laughs> maybe we won't see you again. Uh, um, so, what is your relationship with steampunk? I think it's generally the same. I liked how you kind of called it... I don't, I don't know if you use this exact word, but, like, it's fascinating... Because it's kind of like this thing that doesn't really exist, except for, like, it doesn't, it's never actually existed in history, but it takes part of history and, like, the future and brings it into something that, like, definitely could exist. So it's very, like, fascinating because it's based in the real world, but it's not real. Yeah. And I think that's, like, so interesting. Um, And I think, like, I agree, like, I never, like, I've never had an outfit, like, steampunk, like, <laughs> clothes i this is gonna be hard to dress up for i know um, i was thinking about that like literally how yeah <laughs> i'm not really sure how um but i also had like video games as a kid movies growing up you know we'll get into like the 
film and television and media part of this yeah. is like so large so um, rich so rich so rich and i think growing up as a kid a lot of those movies were like important to my life and i think when i was like looking through this and i was like oh my god yeah so i think like it existed in my childhood mm-hmm. like throughout my life i also like had i've talked about this before like a very strong vintage phase for a few years there and i think that's when i first kind of came across steampunk was like during my vintage phase in middle school and high school um but i like it wasn't my thing i was more of like just vintage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah i think it like those have they like bleed into each other yeah so because you need one you need vintage for steampunk yeah and like honestly i don't think the vintage comeback would have been as strong without steampunk you know without people who are like so into this yeah. aspect of it, you know. And you're talking about video games. Yeah, there's a lot of, yes. like, it's very, in, like, very interestingly, there's so many video games that are, like, based on those aesthetics. Yeah. Which is cool. Well, I think because it's, like, like, you know, like I said, it's, like, that reality, but, like, that's not real. And it's, like, that's easy to, like, put characters there and make it so much more interesting than just, like, yes. real. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So let's talk about the history. So... To define steampunk, yeah. let's say. So it's a retro-futuristic subgenre of science fiction that incorporates technology and aesthetic designs inspired by the 19th century industrial steam-powered machinery, specifically Victorian-era styles, like Western world, like Europe looks. Yeah, well, it also has the Wild West thing, the weird American Wild West thing. So, like, steampunk can be either Victorian era or, like, American Wild West. It can be other things, too, but those mm-hmm. are, like, the two big things, um, which I kind of hate. <laughs> the Wild West one, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, but the Victorian one I find interesting. Yeah, I think the Victorian styles have, like, I feel like have had a hold on, yeah, like, culture for so long. Like, I feel like there's always just, like, uh, like a nod to Victorian yeah. styles, like, all the time. And I don't know what it is, but just something about that, I don't yeah. know if it's this, like, the society itself of the Victorian era or, like, just the fashion as well was so iconic that, like, we keep, yeah. people keep referencing it yeah. continuously. And also, it's just, like, it really kind of catapulted us into the modern day. I'd say that's, like, probably one of the first modern eras. You know, before that, it's kind of, like, I don't think we could consider that, you know, that's the first industrial revolution, right? Or Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the first one. So it's, like, that's pretty intense, you know? That's, like, that really did, like, start modern society. So I think that's probably what our current fascination with Victorian era mm-hmm. is. Yes. Um, also, you said steam powered is really important. Yeah. So, um, yeah, specifically, like, why it's called steampunk, like, yeah. it's based on steam-powered machinery. Yeah, which is really big. When I was in the sixth grade... I wrote a paper on um, trains, locomotives. <laughs> um, not joking. Um, and I remember learning a lot about steam power and like how steam engines worked. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was it was fun. I, I think I actually really enjoyed that paper. I wanted to write about the invention of sewing because we had to write about like the inventions and stuff. Remember I remember that. Oh my, I think I did like the sewing machine or something. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, I really actually do remember that. <laughs> Anyways, a few important people from Victorian era who like their works influenced um steampunk are like H.G. Wells, um, uh, and Jules Verne and Mary Shelley are all people who wrote like really significant works mm-hmm. of literature in the Victorian era or 
maybe not even Victorian, like the 19th, 18th, oh, 19th, oh my god, 19th century. Uh, <laughs> you got it, you got it. Uh, and, the, like, especially if you look at Jules Verne, you know, during To the Center of the Earth, it's like, you know, it's like set in realism, but then also goes into, like, this extra, like, alternative type yeah. situation. Like, 20. 20- thousand leagues under the sea as well and i think what's like a key point is that these are 19th century authors envisioning a future yeah for for the night like for the world at that time which i think is pretty much like what steampunk is is like how the future looks to someone like in the 19th century in 19th century europe yeah 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 Yeah. um and like how like those like crazy technologies would look and like the contraptions like I, and which is like so different to how they actually turned out to be like and i think it's always funny when you look at like a, a show that predicts like what like from i don't know what i think it was like um back to the future that like predicted 2015 oh, yeah. would have like um some interesting hoverboard or something which, which we, like, kinda we kinda do but, but like they were, they were different and i want to just like i want to let you keep going but something that always strikes me about that is that like why would you think technology would move on, but, like, design and, and culture wouldn't? You know, like, you look at something like like Back to the Future Part 2, and it's like, they still dress like they're from the 80s. Like, they're not going <laughs> to dress like they're from the 80s in 2015. And, like, but people are somehow able to, like, predict technology, but not, like, culture and design. So it's, like, weird. You yeah. don't expect that to change, but, like, the technology does. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly what steampunk is. Like, they're still, like, wearing, like victorian mm-hmm. looking clothing but like they have all these new machinery yeah. which is like okay but like one is being developed and one is saying yeah. the same so and an important um a lot of times people when incorporating um machinery like modern technology into like a steampunk aesthetic will do is they'll like alter it to make it look like it's from like the 19th century or kind of like invent something similar that like looks like it was invented in the 19th century um, and, like, that's why gears are, like, a common, um, motif. motif yeah. In, Cogs. In the aesthetic, yeah. Because it's kind of, like, taking that, like, oh, built from hand, te- like, analog technology, but making it, like, something right? modern. Well, I think what a good point was I was reading about, like, why steampunk is, like, so popular is that, like, exactly that, like, these motifs of, like, kind of clocks and cogs, Mm. gears, is so much more understandable to us than it is, like, what an Apple phone does. I have no idea, like, what's inside my phone. Like, I don't know the inner workings of it at all. Like, everything, um, every, like, modern technology now, like, is totally, like, um, microscopic and like invisible to the eye digital yeah but like the whole a whole big part of steampunk is that you can see like every single workings mm-hmm. of the gears and it makes logical sense yeah like you can see how the steam works it's very loud and in your face like you you know what's happening so i think it was a very interesting yeah. point like i didn't realize how much that like really yeah. does resonate with people also so a good example like to illustrate what you're saying too is so like if you opened up uh, analog watch so that's like a watch that like ticks you know it's not like something that's gonna say digital. like digital yeah it's not digital um it's like literally has like the face that the arms move around in if you open it up you're gonna see a bunch of gears if you took time to like really look at everything you could probably pull apart each part to figure out how it works and put it back together computers have switchboards i don't think you could unless you like had a prior knowledge i don't think you could look at a switchboard and figure out what's happening by just looking at it like it's 
got so many things built into it already that it's like you need another computer to work on it. You know, yeah. it's like not there's the same a, thing. There's a lack of like handmadeness. Yeah. Like there's like the lack of like the artist touch you could say with like mm-hmm. modern technology, which yeah. is like kind of like what we talked about like with cottage core, like mm-hmm. the arts and crafts movement. So there's definitely like an emphasis on like kind of DIY, like yeah. craftiness, like tinkering, yeah, and the steampunk kind of aesthetic. People like are really like, yourself. give me my iPhone, but then give me everything that's on an iPhone, too. <laughs> right. It's kind of funny. Like, I don't think people would actually, like, enjoy maybe living in a steampunk yeah. world. Like, I think it would not be as fun as it looks. Yeah. Well, that's like, um, I don't know. You've seen the movie Midnight in Paris, right? Mm-hmm. So that's something that um, I think is really interesting about that movie is that these characters kind of go back in time to a time they romanticize and then the time that they think is perfect. The main character thinks the 1920s is perfect. And then the person he falls in love with in the 20s thinks that the Victorian era is perfect. And she wants to go back to the 1890s. Um, and what he says to her at some point, what, like, the main guy says to her at some point is he's like, you know, they don't have vaccines, you know. Like, people are dying from, like, tuberculosis, you know. Like, all this are They did in the 20s, too. But, like, they're dying from these things that you have vaccines for now. Why would you want to go back to that? Um, and I think that's, like, exactly what you just said is that, like, it sounds so romantic and cool to, like, yeah. live in a Victorian era, but then you, like, think of all the things that you have now yeah. that, like, did not exist that you didn't even, like, realize, you know? Yeah. I like having plumbing and... Yeah. Um, a computer. Yeah. And... And, yeah, just, like, smelling nice every day, you mm-hmm. know? Not deodorant even... is good. Yeah, deodorant great. <laughs> um, yeah. And, like, yeah, like, plumbing is a big one, um... That's, like, the main one. Clean water. Clean water. You know. Actually, drinking water, too. People just, like, didn't drink water. Oh. Um, they were, like, drinking beer instead, I think. Um, <laughs> or tea. Or tea. <laughs> um, also, okay, I have three things that I want to add on to this. Um, first one is different from Neo-Victorianism, which um, Neo-Victorianism is kind of like what vintage is, except for, like, also problematic because it's like social conservatism um (laughs) my second point is japanese steampunk is really big uh especially in like manga and anime Mm -hmm. you'll see like steampunk really influences um japanese media and like it's a big part of like all different like aspects like so many things that like if you are like even like a surface level anime fan you probably know like a bunch of stuff that like has some steampunk vibes in it um and finally, just, like, the word steampunk comes from an author of this, like, retrofuturism sci-fi that we were talking about um, in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's interesting, like, yeah, there's definitely a lot of, like, um, Japanese media that incorporates steampunk. Yeah. And what I was reading is that, like, there is kind of, like, a fetishization of, like, European aesthetics mm-hmm. there, where it's, it's, like, super exotic yeah. to them to, like, see all these, like, yeah. classic european looks i mean i feel like victorian era is very like iconic to like what europe is and i think a lot of people like associate it with that at least if you're a foreigner to europe so i think it's interesting how like they like kind of took that and like they kind of fetishize it a little bit um yeah and i mean when we get into like media like there's there's so much um to be yeah so much so much (laughs) let's do Let's talk about the fashion of yeah. steampunk real quick. Yes. 
Take it away. Take it away. So obviously, like we're talking about like Victorian fashion, which is like corsets, gowns, petticoats, like all of the like intricate, like the intricate uniform of a Victorian citizen. Um, yes. But kind of a more like um, a little bit more rustic. Like, yeah, and kind aspect. of like, especially for women, like something you can really like fight a bad guy in. You know, for for men too, it's kind of like Victorian, but not restricted. Yeah. Like your clothing isn't restricted. Post-apocalyptic elements. Yes. Like a little ragged, yeah. like. Get some goggles in there. Yeah. Some gas masks. You know, like make it spooky too yeah yeah like a little like something's off like, yeah something happened time pieces accessories are big too like if you've ever seen a full steampunk outfit it's like so accessorized because that's really important you know you gotta have your tech on you yeah you have your it's, it's definitely maximalist like, i really the goggles are really i love goggles they're they're definitely like a key part like i definitely associate goggles with mm-hmm. a steampunk look Maximalist is a good word. Though. Yeah, just like layering, like, and it doesn't have to match, but I think that's like what, like, yeah. the look wants. Like, it has to look a little like DIY. Like, you were, you found these little like nuts and bolts, and you put it together into yeah. a, a look. Um, yeah, no, exactly. And it's like you need it because it's like like we were saying like the tech that you need to like get through your day. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta have it on you, you know? Right. I can't think of, like, any, like, examples of seeing steampunk, like, in modern-day clothing, because I just don't think, like, anyone is is seriously wearing a steampunk outfit. Well, corsets. You said corsets. Yeah. Like, not the plain corsets, but more of, like, the intricate corsets tend to be a little steampunk-inspired. Mm-hmm. It's not like, uh, oh, you know what's really big right now? Boots with buckles on them. Those are, like pretty steampunk you know they're kind of like a goth steampunk crossover but there's like definitely some influence um in goth of like steampunk stuff yes 100 percent. i think um vivian westwood a lot of her mm. designs are super like well she is like a punk designer mm-hmm. so i mean she kind of mixes a lot of victorian elements with it which i yeah. feel like it does like give off a very steampunk look because it's a victorian style that's a little bit roughed up um, and she definitely incorporates, like, corsets and lace and yeah. stuff like that. Um. Also, the goggles for reference point, um, do you know Gorillas? One of them has, is it, doesn't one of the characters, like, always have it? Mm-hmm, I know Noodle mm-hmm. sometimes wears goggles, right? But I think one of the characters, maybe always has it? I don't know. Um, but yeah, look up, like, Gorillas. Like, they also just, in general, kind of have a steampunk look. Because they came about around the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of video game characters like wear little, like have little goggle accessories mm. or something. Um, oh yeah, there's a really old PS4 game with it. Um, can't remember their names, but it's like two characters. It's like Boots and Crackle or something. Someone's gonna listen to this, know what I'm talking about, and be like, "Why did you say Boots and Crackle?" <laughs> um, it's fine. But, yeah. Uh, also, some, like, a really famous steampunk, like, contributor in literal fashion is, um, her name is Kato. I forget her real name, but it's Kate something. K-A-T-O. Kate um, Lambert. Kate Lambert. Um, and she 
made like steampunk couture um in 2005 which was like the first like brand geared towards steampunk um fashion and then like following that um a lot of like you know prada gucci like they all have lines with some steam steampunk incorporation around like 2010 or 2013 like they kind of went that direction too a little bit yeah so if you look at like the you know culture lines mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. they're there sometimes yes. but yeah i think it's not something that comes up in everyday clothing a lot but like more like costumes definitely um, and the cosplay world it's just very big so mm-hmm. well halloween is coming up so yeah. this is a little bit like in line with um, that i mean it's after when this episode comes out yeah Halloween just happened. Hope so you had a great time and you didn't yeah. um, break COVID guidelines. No, no spring COVID, guys. Mm-hmm. None of us want it. We all want to have fun and we can mm-hmm. have fun if we don't spread it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, another aspect I feel like is like kind of like the cyborg yes. features too, which is not necessarily like fashion if so much as it's like if you are a cyborg yeah. then like you are – um, fitting in with the aesthetic, so like adding a lot of like, yeah, yeah, it's, oh my god, definitely, and just adding like kind of metal and mechanical details. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important. Yes, yes. There's also a very good um, cartoon that I've seen before of um, the girls characters as Teen Titans characters, and like one of them is Cyborg, and it's great. Um, that's his name, right? Like, his name is literally Cyborg, too. Why can't I remember anything I today? Know. I don't really know. It's a slow day. Um, why don't you start talking about music? Music. Oh. Actually, I didn't think about music at all this week, but... Okay. Um, That's okay. I can do with them. You just gotta give me a second. <laughs> well, what did you find for music? So, actually, um, Spotify made a playlist <laughs> really no, yeah like a steampunk really playlist let me look one up <laughs> like a spotify official playlist oh yeah i want to know what that entails i personally it's not like my style of music like i i totally as soon as you listen to like one of them you're gonna be like oh yes his name is cyborg um thanks for not knowing it no, no. <laughs> 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 But, uh, yeah, it wasn't really my style of music, but it's very, like, it's got kind of, like, a rock. Oh, you know what? It's, like, neo, um, jazz, but, like, neo, like, New Orleans jazz. So, like, Ooh. there's, like, a specific name for the type of. Dixieland? Kind of Dixieland, like, kind of neo Dixieland a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of yeah oh I, I i now i know exactly what, like what yeah. you're saying okay but mixed with like rock you know interesting um, i can definitely see like kind of the more jazzy aspect yeah. to it because i feel like um i mean especially like early 20th century late 19th century like that kind of jazz and yeah. like um oh yeah and it's not dixieland but like yeah that kind of like yeah. little Flapper like era yeah music um, I know what you're saying. So, yeah, I definitely see, like, why that, like, would be in a steampunk playlist. Yeah. Because I was like, what possibly could be steampunk music? But, but I think a lot of the artists on the playlist also go for a steampunk aesthetic. Like, there are artists that are just, like, kind of all around, like, steampunk is their vibe. Interesting. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know that, like, even existed. Yeah. But... And it just kind of, like, 
like all of steampunk is you're mixing victorian elements with like modern elements so it's like got this interesting mix um yeah i'm looking up like this i clicked on like one of the artists and like yeah like their photo like they're all dressed in these like very like elaborate elaborate costumes like okay cool Ah, cool. i mean it's a lifestyle man it's an aesthetic um yeah and i'm trying to think oh yeah also just anything that you think um when we start talking about like steampunk style movies you'll understand what we mean but anything that you think could like soundtrack a steampunk film or or tv show i don't think it's really it's mostly films right or like animated thing um would be like a good example of steampunk music because those usually like do that already you know Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of steampunk music comes from soundtracks yeah it definitely is based in like the like media that is in the the visuals created Mm -hmm. for steampunk um yeah like video game soundtracks and stuff like that yeah um definitely do you have any songs that you want to cue or yes i'm gonna play a few probably just like two um but I also just wanted to talk about the pioneers of the steampunk music. One of them I've never heard of. His name is Paul Rowland. Um, the other one is Thomas Dolby, who I didn't know, but he's the one who he's the guy who wrote the song "She Blinded Me with Science," um, which I just think of like I I read that and I was like, oh my god, that's totally like a steampunk pioneer song. It's like that's so accurate. Um, but what I'm gonna play is the. So the lead singer of the Libertines is a, a guy named uh, Pete Doherty, um, and his, his his music is like, I feel like it's very steampunk, but it's like, especially because like, kind of the stories he tells and like, the way he sings and like the production of it, um, but also like, <laughs> he's like, literally like writes his songs like high on opium which is like are you living in the victorian era like opium hello um, um yeah what <laughs> he's an interesting character but i like and like the titles are very they just have like that steampunky vibe that's it's not like perfectly hit the nail on the head steampunk but it like to me it, it's like the most steampunk thing i'm like familiar with mm-hmm. you know so i want to play uh, a little death around the eyes. He is not like a great title. Um, I love it. A little death around the eyes by Pete Doherty. A little death around the eyes. idea i see i see it i see it yeah i think the fact that it's all like acoustic uh-huh. instruments is like a key part as well yeah and like the there's like i heard some strings too they give it a more cinematic yes. effect as well that's just the way he sings or he's yeah. like you did it like the way i don't know his voice is very little, like little, yeah a little like kind of jazzy a little bluesy uh-huh um, okay, would you, let me pause this real quick. 
Okay, and the next one I'm going to do is... I think this is more like a theme punk band, like... Um, Officially. Well, they kind of, like, are geared towards more that that vibe. Yeah. Because they're... Who is, like, their audience? Other steampunk people? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, they have kind of a small amount of listeners, so shout out to Sunday Drivers, the name of the band. But, yeah, like, they're... They're kind of like aesthetic photos seem to be steampunk influenced. Um, the cover art to this song is like, um, it's actually based on a book, a famous book that's known for being like steampunk. I forget the name of it, but I had it open on my computer. I can maybe come back to you later with that information. <laughs> but anyways, the name of the song is Mechanical Angel, which fits. Definitely fits. Uh, Already give me a steampunk vibe. Yeah. Bye, Sunday Driver. Some people bottle their lives, whisper their words, sharpening their knives. In sorrow, bound by a key, feeling my way, who is ever really free? One word, so clear, now it's all that I want to hear. Alright, it's a pretty short song, but it kind of gets the message across there. It feels very theatrical to me. Like, I feel like yes. it could be in... It, maybe just the way she's singing, too. Like, it feels like it could definitely be part of, um, a sh- like, a musical or something. So, that I had that same realization, um, listening to the song again. And something that I think... I think there's a huge crossover between theater, like, musical theater, and steampunk. Yeah. Well, there's, like... I can name, like, a few shows that, like, definitely fit into yeah. that, like, Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Um, even, like, Les Mis, too. Yeah. Like... Ooh, I yeah. think kind of has a steampunk vibe to it. Definitely the costumes. Like, yeah. Um, I don't like. Didn't you see the show? I did. Yeah. So like oh. they were like. Uh, oh. um, <laughs> I'm like not a musical theater person, so it's funny that like I got to see Hamilton, <laughs> but it was totally like a freak thing that I got to see it. Uh, yeah, I still can't believe that. Um, yeah. it was not with Lin Manuel Miranda. Don't worry, I wasn't that lucky. I just didn't see it on Broadway. Oh. But still win. Um, they wore like corsets though. Yeah. Like um, like they wore. It's interesting because like the I know like the the what do you call Coffee? it the, the the ensemble. So the ensemble wore like the women wore corsets and then like pantyhose, but like they didn't wear like a skirt or anything. So it was mm. kind of like a modernized like. Well, they um, wore um not pantyhose. What do you call them? I know what you're talking about. The things that billow out and then cinch right at the knee. Yes, yeah, so like those um, little, like, flowy, like, undergarment pants. Yeah. Um, and, get, like, kind Birchies, of more... Kind of? Yeah, something yeah. like that. So, they were, like, their outfits were very, like, steampunk. It was, yeah, because it was, like, kind of, like, it wasn't perfectly accurate for the era, but it was kind of, like, taking elements. Off. Yeah. And, like, you know, adding to it. Yeah. And um, making it a little modern, too. Yeah. Know? Um... Yeah, no, I think that's interesting that we kind of realized that. I think Anastasia, too, is a little bit um, yes. the musical, but also the movie. Which yes, the movie. Movies. Yeah, if we want to talk about movies. Yeah, go right into let's it. Let's do it. Yeah, definitely Anastasia. Um, Lots of animation, because I feel like steampunk is hard to pull off without, like, tons of, like, a huge budget. And then, like, the budget for steampunk movies probably just doesn't exist that right. much, because it's, like, it is kind of a niche audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah. gonna 
go right into it. Go for it. Um, and just like right off about Studio Ghibli has so many movies that Yes. We always met like yeah. I think we always bring up something about Ghibli. Yeah, Ghibli, <laughs> like somehow we bring up a movie or a character, but yeah. yeah like Castle in the Sky. Yep. Um, the big one. Like Nausicaa. Yes. Mm-hmm. Out of the wind. Um Howl's Moving Castle too, you know. I haven't seen Porco Rosso, but Porco Rosso too. What were you gonna say? Yeah, well, because a lot of it does like rely on these kind of like machine, like l- machinery that like doesn't exist in the real world, but yeah. like, um, yeah. And then if you take something like House of the Castle, it's like all those things—they're machinery that doesn't exist, partially because they're controlled by magic in the stories, and it's like that just doesn't exist in like our world, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of airships and mm-hmm. steam-powered contraptions. Um, like, the island that floats in the sky is pretty mm. mysterious. Like, it's giving me, like... Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. of my... I don't watch many animes, but I actually have never even watched this anime. I, like, read the comics for it. Um, it's called Full Metal Alchemist. I haven't even finished it either. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, read it once, and it's really cute, but it's um, it's actually really dark. And it has, like this really interesting theme of, like, alchemy, but, like, alchemy is magic, and also just, like, it's very steampunk. Like, super, super, like, totally perfect example of steampunk, because it's, like, modern society moving forward. Not really modern, but, like... In terms of, yeah. like, modern in their terms. Yeah, exactly. And, like, just a lot more magical and technolo- technologically advanced than, like, actual, um, like, 19th century England. But also, like, they have cities and stuff that seem a little more modern than, like, Victorian England, you know, that mm-hmm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the main character's name is, like, Edward, I think. I can't remember. Um, but it's, like, they are supposed to be, like, kind of European. Um, so that's interesting. Another children's movie that's animated, but it's, like, not a... like, Ghibli or anime or Japanese um, steampunk is Atlantis. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um... Any sort of, like, neo-future type of thing. Yeah. But it's fun. I wouldn't even say that the Atlantis people were, like, supposed to be, like, futuristic. They just, no. like, were a different... It's actually the guy, right? Yeah. The guy, like, brings the tech and that's yeah. how he discovers them. Yeah, he's, he himself is, is a steampunk. Yeah. Uh, also, Treasure Island. Yes. It definitely is, like... well they, the space version. <laughs> yeah. Well, that movie was, like, always fascinating to me because... I think I remember, um, like, reading about it, but I think there was, like, some issues with, like, the production side of it that, like, is kind of what made it, like, a big, like, fail in the end. Like, mm. it it really didn't get, like, great reception. But, um, yeah, definitely, like, the, the, the world they created for that movie was super steampunk. And it's, like, a shame that they kind of, like, wasn't fully able to be, like, realized and fully. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, like, they mix, like, some cyborg space yeah. stuff with, like, the... It got really weird, but... It got they, like, really, like, they were really pushing it. Um, I haven't seen it, like, literally since I was a kid. Yeah, either, but, yeah. No, I haven't seen it in so long. Um, uh, something that else, too, uh, apparently, like, Doctor Who is also pretty, like, it's kind of steampunk. I can, I never, like, watched Doctor Who, have, so... I kind of missed that one. Yeah, um, it totally skipped over me. But I, I can see the vibes, yeah. and I trust the internet. <laughs> I, sense, I sense the vibes. Um, yeah. 
Also, like, Sherlock, too. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, like, I feel like... Not the TV show. I think the movies. Yeah, the movies. The Robert Downey Jr. movies? Um, I think it's funny, like, there was, like, a period where, like, we're talking about the show, like, the show Sherlock was on, and also, like, Doctor Who was, yeah. was like, a really popular and thing. Supernatural. Supernatural. Like, what was that era? I don't like? know. I don't know. It was awesome. It was Tumblr era. Yeah. Um. um anyways. The Sherlock Holmes movies, Robert Downey Jr. are more steampunk, but they're still kind of just, like, Victorian. <laughs> Honestly, like, they don't really go into, like, the steampunk Yeah, is version. it, like, you have to ask yourself, is this Victorian or is this steampunk? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is it just Victorian in the end? Like, I think a, a big one, actually, is Hugo. Yes. Hugo Cabret. Ooh, that's a good one. Very steampunk. That's, like, perfect steampunk, That's so you know? perfect. I love that movie so yeah. much. Um, it's all based in, like, clockwork. Yeah, well, that's, like, yeah, like, the, the seeing the gears of the clock and stuff, yeah. like, definitely, like, that's 100% steampunk. Um, even just, like, I feel like the cinematography of the movie is super, just, like, the colors are super just, like, browns and, like, mm-hmm. earth tones, which yeah. reminds me of a steampunk yeah, look. Sure. Um, another, like, live action thing is, well, not really live action, but <laughs> it's also a book, but the series of unfortunate events. Yes, that was one. Yeah, yeah, I read those for a little bit. I did read those books. Ooh, what about like Spider Wife? You think Spider Wife is too? Oh, oh my god, like I haven't Spider-Wife? thought about those in so long. I know. I think so I rewatched the movie like a few years ago, and it's actually not that bad. I don't think I ever saw the movie. Oh, the movie's good. It's kind of like that kid who was in all those movies. Yeah, is he the one who plays like Charlie in the? I don't know. Is that Freddie Highmore? James and the Giant Peach. That's what it was. Now I'm just, like, going off. I know. I'm like... James and the Giant Peach is, I think, it's another good one. Willy yeah. Wonka. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Alice in Wonderland, specifically yes. the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland, yeah. because that... Most Tim Burton, I would say, is, yeah. like, a little steampunky. A little goth, a little steampunky. Yeah, I think anything that has, like, kind of goth or punk leanings and, like, Victorian is is steampunk. Um, yeah. It is Freddie Highmore. Yes. I'm just going to go ahead and call him Steampunk because every movie he was in as a kid. He really, he like, there was a moment in time where he was in, like, every movie. Yeah. Um, he was really, like, making lots of money as a child actor. He still just is in so much today, too. Yeah. Good for him. Arthur, do you remember the weird animated Arthur thing with, like, the little... Oh, I don't, think I, I don't think I was into that. I don't think I ever got to see any of them, but I know I wanted to see them. Um... It's like the little white-haired person. That was a really bad example. <laughs> also, like, randomly talking about... Because I feel like I would never remember that unless I saw the cover of it. Oh. Any other examples? Um, Legend of Korra. I don't know if you ever watched that show. I haven't. And I, like, saw that as an example, mm-hmm. but I was like, I don't know the show well enough to know that it was. Yeah, so it's the sequel to Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. And... The, yeah, yeah. What I thought was always interesting about, I like that the creators tried to, like, represent, like, a new generation mm. for the show. And, like, in doing so, like, make like making um, very noticeable technological advancements in mm-hmm. the show. So, it, like, it kind of has, like, a 1920s, like, it, it's a very, like, a mixture of, like, a bunch of different um style so like it's not based in the real world so obviously it's a little bit mixed but um definitely has like some interesting technology and machinery incorporated into it which like plays an important part Mm -hmm. um 
makes it very steampunk. Also, another random one, Golden Compass. Oh, yeah. And if I'm going to say Golden Compass, I'm going to say a more recent movie that um, kind of reminds me of Golden Compass in a weird way because it's not a children's movie. But I have to look up what the title of it is because I can't remember it. Snowpiercer. I think Snowpiercer is a little... Um, have you seen Snowpiercer? I haven't. It's so it's a early Bong Joon-ho movie. Not early, but it's like a few years old. Um, it was made in 2013. That's pretty old. Um, that's not old. 2013. It's 2020. That's seven years ago. That's not old. Seven years ago? No, that's like recent. (laughs) I think okay for me now recent is like 2016 and on. Mm Mm-hmm. You've moved up to that. Yeah. Yeah, because that's. Still four years ago. No, no, twenty. I still feel like twenty thirteen is still like relatively like within the same, like, cult like cultural. Oh, I disagree. You really? Oh yeah, I think we're in a very different cultural era mm-hmm. than twenty thirteen. Yeah, I mean, looking back on it, I will see that. But right now, I, I feel like I can <laughs> I can heavily reference my thirteen year old self and be like, yeah, like I, like I totally. Thankfully. She's getting more and more distant as the days go by, but yeah, I, I kind of get that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was I saying? Oh yeah, Snowpiercer has like so it's about a train, but it's about like this train that like people have to only live on the train, so it's like dystopian. They can't live in the real outside world because it's like frozen over, um, and the train can't stop moving; it just has to keep moving. But like the set is very like steampunk esque, you know, and it's like a steam engine too, so it's like it's interesting. It and I think it has that steampunk vibe too. Yes. I think anything, like, with, like, I feel like a machine that is, like, the main focus of the plot, yeah. or, like, an important, plays an important role in the plot is, like, yeah. steampunk. Sometimes. Train to Busan, though, but. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. But, yeah, sometimes. Um, yeah, I don't have any other films Me to share, so I think we covered the media aspect yeah. of it, but. Um... I think we pretty much covered steampunk we didn't really get into video games but like yeah that is a thing like they're very i think neither of us are like video game experts so we're not like the people to talk about steampunk um video games yeah but they do exist actually like if you just think about your childhood video games i'm sure there's like an element like club penguin um (laughs) yeah i'm trying to think now like there's anything that stands out to me um like an animal crossing or something um I'm sorry. Uh, I keep kicking her. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about Animal Crossing. Well, because I've never played the older Animal Crossing. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't think there really was anything steampunk about it. Yeah, I was thinking more like my PC games as a kid were always kind of like had it more of a steampunk element. Like there would be like those hidden object games and like for some reason there would always be like a million clocks everywhere, you know. Or like I had this like one game called Westward Expansion, and it was, like, just about, like, being in the Western world and building, like, a, a town. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Um, but yeah. it, it's got, like, that steampunky vibe to it. Like, building, and, like, people, the characters would have, like, costumes that are very steampunky. Right. Yeah, I'm not, I haven't played any, like, steampunk video games. But, um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of them out there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we, like, covered it. We don't, we're not doing outfits because we taking photos of her outfits later yeah um, so, so surprise. sorry <laughs> surprises the... only surprises for you um mm-hmm. shout out to our editor sienna for doing a great job um mm-hmm. shout out to ali on she's our producer 
We love WTBU for allowing us to have this podcast, giving us all the, our resources. Guys, you would not be able to listen to our podcast <laughs> if it weren't for WTBU. Um, shout out to Antonella for being my co-host. <laughs> shout out to Emma for being my co-host. <laughs> um, shout out to our random listeners around the world. <laughs> you grow every day and it shocks us beyond belief. Um, yeah. Right. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.